In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we begin the most solemn and the most tragic week of the Christian year. And yet there is no darkness in Christianity without light. And so it is that we begin on this wonderful, joyful note, a note of extraordinary celebration and magnificence. The Messiah, long promised, the King of Israel, has in fact come into the royal city. And he's greeted by the crowds. The whole city turns out in their thousands upon thousands. And the royal psalms of welcome are sung. And the religious signs of devotion, the waved palms and the olive branches are held by all of these people, even to the small children themselves. What an extraordinary scene this must have been. How very far from the years at Nazareth, when our Lord was brought up in the little workshop of St. Joseph, living the humblest of lives in a hidden town in a remote part of the world. But of course, there were those who would have remembered, and chief among them, our Blessed Lady herself, to whom the Archangel Gabriel had promised at the moment of the Annunciation that God would give her child the throne of his father David, and that he would rule over the house of Jacob forever. For Our Lady is herself of royal descent. She is of the house of David. And it is a throne and no other form of political power which has been offered to our blessed Lord and been promised to him. And indeed, when the three wise men came out of the East, those men whom tradition has recorded as being kings in their own lands, came by what paths we will never know, picking up what messages God had placed among the wisdom of the ancients in lost and obscure places for them to know about the great Messiah who was to come into the world, they understood him to be our king. And so it was that they sought him. And of course, as we know, in his paranoia, Herod, the cruel ruler of Israel in that day, sought only to confound the will of God and to commit a dreadful crime. Nevertheless, their knowledge was true, for it was the king of Israel that they sought. And of course, as we know, they brought him royal gifts. The kingdom that our Lord established on that day, that first Palm Sunday, has never passed away, nor can it ever pass away. And we are his subjects still, even now. And yes, I know you're thinking, but the acclamation of the crowd on that day was a shallow thing and a fickle thing. All of that is true, we know. But we know that some of the same voices that may have acclaimed him on that day were calling for his blood only a few days later. Some of them, yes, but not all of them. In fact, the city promised its Messiah, received its Messiah, acknowledged him as that. And while there were those who did welcome him, of course, as we know, not every voice would have been raised in acclamation of him that day. He had his enemies in that day. He has them now too. And if there were many who were discouraged on Good Friday, can we be surprised at that? But the change had already come upon them. And it was only a few weeks after that that the great feast of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down upon the apostles and then spread out from the apostles and accomplished so many conversions, and there in that very same city, the city that had acclaimed him and welcomed him, 
It is evidence that this was no passing shallow acclamation of the crowd, but a real conviction which has not passed away. And historians estimate that possibly as many as 90% of the Jews, in fact, eventually received the faith and became Christian. So the mission to the Jews was a success. Our Lord's preaching, our Lord's acclamation, the promise of the prophets and of the patriarchs was not in vain. It was fulfilled. And our Lord went about this deliberately. And so we read in the Holy Gospel that he asked for an ass and its foal to be brought to him so that he might fulfill on that occasion the prophecy of the prophet Zechariah about the Messiah coming into his great city. Now, a kingdom is not a dictatorship. A dictator requires military forces to keep people in order. He has no respect for the law. But a king governs with the offered love and consent of his people. It is given to him frequently, and he needs no brutalizing military forces to keep the people down. On Palm Sunday, the people of Jerusalem, the people of Israel, gave their assent to their king. That is the same assent that we give him too, and he remains our king. And no flowers which could adorn a church are as beautiful as the royal palms, the heraldic symbol of the kingdom of Jesus himself. We will remain faithful to him, even if there are crowds who call for his blood later on and repudiate him. We, his true subjects, will never abandon him or repudiate him. And we will hold fast to our palms and cling to them in the face of every denunciation, of every repudiation and calumny. They are our permanent witness of the kingship of Christ over us. And when at last the Lord comes for us, to lead us in procession to the great temple, to the heavenly city, we will have our palms in our hands ready for him, to honor him and to cherish the kingship and the kingdom which he has established and which can never pass away. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.